smartcast you're listening to a hindustan times production brought to you by hd smartcast this is part 2 of my conversation with kabir bedi on his memoir stories i must tell the emotional life of an actor yeah i did say you know women having a, an impact on you but even your father yes i shouldn't have forgotten that but you know he hasn't been written about much you know at all actually and this is the first time uh, i mean i've read about you know at such length about what happened you know in kashmir and in the early yeah. days all that that's right that's right he had a key role play in kashmir he was a key advisor of sheikh abdullah um how he walked away even from sheikh abdullah when sheikh sahab started thinking of uh, making a speech about independence of kashmir and mm-hmm. how warned him uh, that this would boomerang and how sheikh sahab went to jail for many years after that because the indian government didn't want that speech to be made so all mm-hmm. kinds of things but really speaking he was much better known in italy as 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 philosopher because he 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 was not just a philosopher in intellectual way he had certain gifts of 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 healing and there were great energies within him and he mm-hmm. believed the incredible dynamics of of, of human consciousness and existence mm-hmm. and he believed there was consciousness in everything every rock every speck of dust that flew in there everything was conscious to him and how mm-hmm. everything affected everything else and he had great theories on that how colors affect you music affects you he believed that non expression of creativity creates disease and so he would there's great emphasis on people expressing their creative sides so all these are things which i've talked about in my book um mm-hmm. but in a word i was blessed to have two very remarkable parents and mm-hmm. um, who left a lasting impression on me and uh, i learned from them and i'm happy that i'm able to finally write about them in a way that probably no one else can hmm and while i was reading it also i was, I was thinking you know when you mention how your mother uh, um, sent um, sent uh, sent those buddhist monks to um, to scotland i think i uh, i when i traveled in scotland i sort of i heard about this monastery and you know and so so i in, so when i was reading the book i said oh this is the same place so uh, yes. you know, maybe that was the first steps towards making buddhism the kind of i don't know uh, religion that has a worldwide uh, following there's no question that my mother was highly instrumental in in uh, taking buddhism from india to the west because mm-hmm. while in the misamari refugee camps she realized that the government mm-hmm. of india could not help monks being a secular mm-hmm. state and mm-hmm. they could give monks road work or some land to till but they couldn't help a religion and mm-hmm. what vocation can we give the monks and my mother said they don't need a vocation they have a vocation they are trained teachers mm-hmm. they are repositories of immense knowledge and mm-hmm. she decided what she wanted to do was to create a school that taught the highest tibetan lamas english and she mm-hmm. did this, uh, took a house in dalhousie an old colonial house and and created this institution where volunteers like me and hippies that came along and other people from colleges came and taught them english and trungpa mm-hmm. and i were the first two lamas that 
started that process by coming into our house in Motibag and living there in a government flat with us. And mm. and and Trungpa went on to found the Dharmadhatu and Vajradhatu centers in America, 140 mm. centers across the whole of America. He wrote a book called um, Cutting Through Spiritual Materialism, which mm. became a bestseller. Akong went on to build this most beautiful monastery in Europe in the wilds of Scotland, the one you were talking about. Yes, yeah. And then there was a whole generation of other monks that, that uh, came out of there. Virtually every single Tibetan monastery in the West that had a major Tibetan uh, um, lama or teacher at the head of it came out of that institution called the Young Lama's Home School. So yes, my mother was very responsible for the propagation of Buddhism in the West. And then she took her guru, the Karmapa, um, mm. on a, a tour of uh, the West, Europe and America. For, it was a tour that lasted four and a half months. It was like a rock star tour. And she, um, there were enormous discoveries that the people made of Tibetan Buddhism in the course of that tour. It attracted great crowds and spread awareness of Tibetan Buddhism perhaps more than any other event um, in the 70s. So, um, yes, my mother had a great role to play in the Buddhist world and in the spread of Buddhism in the West. Mm. The most difficult chapter I found while I was reading it was the one about your son, Siddharth. Yes. yes. And I don't know how you worked yourself up to write it because, I mean, I can imagine that it must have been a totally traumatic experience. So, well, you know, when you have a son that's um, that gets afflicted with schizophrenia, it's 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 uh, it's very very hard not only for him but also for the people that want to look after him and that mm-hmm. whole journey of uh, what it took to deal with a schizophrenic son um, who was so bright that he was admitted to Carnegie Mellon University, the, the mecca of the of infotech in, in the world. And mm-hmm. he was on the edge of the most brilliant career in the digital world at a time when the digital world was just coming into, into, into being in a sense. Uh, yes. He was already thinking of artificial intelligence before people even knew the term. And mm-hmm. this brilliant mind being afflicted with schizophrenia was an unspeakable tragedy. And when it happens to your son, it's even more traumatic. So what happened there and the aftermath of that, I discussed in the book. And I put it down, Manjula, because I went through that whole experience and I want to share that experience for the benefit of many who are caring for such afflicted people and have to deal with it mm-hmm. and um, and must know that that you know it's it's uh, it's not a journey in which they're alone. Other people suffer that too, and I think it's a terrible thing that there's a stigma against mental illness in society because you know doctors regard schizophrenia as something like diabetes. It's treatable. Um, it's mm-hmm. not treatable, but it's manageable. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, we don't we don't look down on people who have, on people who have diabetes. Yet we have a certain scorn and stigma for any family that has a member who suffers from schizophrenia. Whether you were the pagalogia, you know, this sort of insensitive stereotyping does nothing to help. In fact, damages a lot of things. So I think there should be great understanding of mental health in India, especially conditions like mm-hmm. schizophrenia. 
think now it's changing, right? I mean, I don't know when. It is, when it, is, it, is, it is. And today, medicine is also much better. Yeah. But uh, uh, but well, it couldn't have been easy, and also the the the, um, the when the actual event of of his um, passing happened, and you know, mm. I mean, you 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 put that down. It's a difficult chapter to read, so I'm just wondering how difficult it was to write it. Very difficult to write it. Very difficult to write it. Uh, what helped was the fact that I'd kept a lot of notes of the time uh, mm-hmm. happening, so I was able to remember names, places. Uh, things, but emotionally, what I went through, I had to relive that whole process, uh, and um, that wasn't easy at all. There were times I would just stop writing and, and break down in tears because it, it was so traumatizing for me. Um, mm. But I hope that uh, I hope it leads to a greater understanding of. Um, how these situations should be dealt with, and also of of some of the deep experiences that I've gone through in my life. Um, and there's nothing more painful than uh, the death of a son. And uh, yes, what caused it? How you deal with it? So I, I I put it down as 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 honestly as I could. Hmm. Okay. Okay, so I don't want to dwell on this because uh, clearly it's you know not something that's. But yeah, I think so. I, I think even that chapter, you've been so honest and like it's really brave. Uh, it's difficult to be honest about things. Of course, which are... it's, difficult. it's difficult to write about such things, but I think it's important. And I wanted to be honest in this book, mm-hmm. and I want to share my emotional journey because the factual journey of Kiji. Delhi se Bombay gaya, Bombay se Rome gaya, Rome se Los Angeles gaya, Hollywood gaya, Bollywood gaya. That is a work diary. But what happened mm. to the person that was going through this journey? What happened to the mm. personal crises he was facing during this journey? What happened to the, the joys he experienced on this journey? What happened to, to him in this most tragic moments in that journey? That emotional journey I felt was the, the story. That was the real story. And that's what I yes. wanted to share because I've read a lot of autobiographies, and frankly, um, after a certain time, your eyes just glaze over because <laughs> <laughs> you know, how much praise can you take? You know, <laughs> how much praise can you take? And yes, I've done many things that are praiseworthy, many things that have made India proud, but that's not the mm-hmm. story. Those are almost um, a background against which I paint the journey of a human being going through life on different continents in an uncertain profession. Um, changing cities, changing relationships, so, changing jobs. Um, what does it feel like? What do you go through? Uh, I, I, I want to share that with people. And I did. And I did. And I'm glad. I'm proud of what I've written. So what is this sort of karmic connection you have with Italy? You know? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, <laughs> there must be a karmic connection with, with Italy. Otherwise... It wouldn't have come so powerfully, not only into my life, but into the life of my father. Yes, uh, yes. And I also, when I went to Italy, I sensed this great bond, uh, not just between me and them, but between Italy and India. There are so many mm-hmm. similarities. You know, both societies are uh, uh, very religious-oriented, each in their own way. Um, mm. family, Very family-oriented. They're very yes. uh, warm people. 
Uh, they mm. all use their hands when they talk. Mm. They all mm. have cuisines that change with every district and every state. Um, mm. They all have great history behind them. We all share this, Italians and Indians. And mm. I felt completely at home uh, in Italy. And mm. no country has given me more love and honor than Italy. Although India is the deepest in my heart, and this is where I come from, and this is where I've returned to, and these are the people mm. I care about most, India and Indians. But Italy has mm. a very special um, place in my heart also because it has given me so much. It has given me more success, mm. the kind of success that actors dream of but never achieve. It has given yeah. me, it ignited me with the highest civilian honor, Cavaliere. Uh, mm. It has given me a country where everybody from grandmothers to grandchildren across mm. the country uh, know me. I, I don't know if I can say that of India. Certain parts of India know me. Certain people in India know me. I can't say every grandmother in every village knows me. I can't say that of Italy. <laughs> so there is a great connection there. And mm. I believe that um, uh, connection has been the most meaningful relationship outside of India in my life. Mm. There's some there's some paragraphs which are like sort of really full of wisdom, and this is one of them. Yeah. When this is we they're going back to uh, after uh, after Pratima and after uh, Parveen, and there's this there's this paragraph which really struck me. Maybe I should have walked away earlier, yet I couldn't. She needed me desperately. I'd seen myself as a protector. By then, I was mentally and emotionally exhausted. I'd gone from one emotionally draining woman to another without a pause in between, leaving me no time for myself. People may think, what a lucky guy for having one beautiful woman after another. Only I know the price I paid for being an impulsively emotional man. So, do you still see yourself as, as an emotion, emotionally impulsive person, man? Well, today I'm far less emotionally impulsive. In those days, I was more emotionally impulsive. Uh, but I'm an emotional mm -hmm. But the thing is, um, that, of course, now you've gone back to Prathama and, uh, and Praveen, and those two women were, again, great turning points in my life, great experiences in my life, uh, mm -hmm. great women in my life, each mm -hmm. with their strengths, each with their virtues, uh, each with um, things that were less so. But nevertheless, you know, I can only look at it through the prism of my experience, and through that, they were major people in my life. Um, mm -hmm. As is, um, for instance, my present wife, Parveen Dusanj, um, mm -hmm. was a major presence in my life. Uh, mm -hmm. She is the culmination of my story because I finally found somebody with whom I can be happy and uh, with, who, who fulfills me in so many ways. So mm -hmm. everything I did in my past has brought me to this moment. So okay. nothing in that sense is a mistake because at mm. every point, if you'd taken a different path, you would have ended up with a different destiny. And there's no saying where that might have taken you because every moment of our lives, we're making choices, whether to mm. go through the door on the left or the door on the right, metaphorically or actually physically can change your life. Who knows what happened? You can walk through one door and fall through a window. You can walk through another door and, 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 and and find your passion of painting. Mm. Every choice we make affects our life profoundly. And mm. 
we've got to learn to make our choices with a little more consideration, a little more wisdom, to think about our choices a little more, especially when it comes to um, falling in love. Because uh, those choices... Yeah, how can you do that? How can you do that? It's something beyond one's control, right? Falling in love. I mean, I know with, with the wisdom of hindsight, you can say this, but while you're in it, you can't stop yourself, right? Well, if you read my book and you say, you know, in this situation, if you thought a little more about it, you wouldn't have done this. Then perhaps you can apply that to your life when you find yourself in a similar situation and you say, am I being rash? Am I rushing to do things that I, sh- that I will regret later? Do I need to look a little more before I leap? Do I, you know, those kind of things, if those kind of things from my book make people reflect on their own lives and the choices that they make then I will have succeeded. Then they will have gained something great from my book, not just my experiences, but how it applies to their lives. And that was really one of the um, focuses of, of, of my book, which is why I've dedicated this book to techies like my son Siddharth and to all the young people that want to make the world a better place. Hmm. It's for them. It's for them. It's not just for me. Hmm. Okay. Okay, so I think, I mean, we'll end on that note. And uh, I, I mean, I don't know whether people, yes, I think people can would read the book and think that, oh, okay, maybe, you know, perhaps, uh, and look at their own lives. Yes, I think they would. But I don't know whether they, it would be, it would stop them from actually, you know, because things like love, I mean, uh, I don't know whether you, you can stop yourself. But when it's good to have a perspective, I guess. So, yes, I mean, you know, if you um, think about it, Somebody sets out to buy a car. They'll they'll check out every hmm. sixteen features of the car. You know, they'll, they'll do, how was the steering like? What's the engine like? What's the sound like? What are the um, specs of the of the tech specs of the car? What's its petrol consumption? How smoothly does it? it, it they have a checklist. But when they fall in love, the checklist hmm. um, somehow is never applied. Let me just say one thing to people when they when they fall in love. <laughs> All all the things that bring down the relationship in the end, if it, if it is to end, are there in the beginning. You just choose to ignore it because you think it's cute or you think it's eccentric or you think it's you, you change the person and they won't be like that. All the things that bring it down in the end are there in the present. Be watchful of everything and don't make excuses for it because that's what you have to deal with. So if you have that in mind, if you have that knowledge, Hopefully, you'll make wiser choices and and save yourself a lot of time and emotional grief. And hopefully, if you make the right choices, give yourself a lot of emotional joy because it's all about choices. And the two most important choices for young people are how they choose to make their living and who they choose to marry, who they want to be the mother of their children. If they sort these two choices correctly, all else in life will be much simpler and hopefully much more joyful and productive. Mm, okay. Stories from my life, the emotional journey of an actor, is not just um, mm. for actors, it's not just for people who are international, it's also for people who um, want to know what to do in very difficult human situations and how to make wiser choices in love and living and uh how they want to conduct their lives. 
and to know that everything that you do at every moment is a choice that can change your life. Okay. Okay, and on that we'll end. But here, for the listener, you know, go out and get stories, I must tell, The Emotional Life of an Actor by Kabir Bedi. It's 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 actually quite a wonderful book. And, uh, you know, it's very honest and it's it's also very readable and it's wise, you know. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Manjira. Your, your, your last words have been music to my ears and I thank you deeply for it. Okay, bye. All the best. Thank you, bye. क्रिकेट एक ऐसा टॉपिक है जी जिस पर सभी के पास ढेर सारा ज्ञान होता है पर इस टी सीजन क्रिकेट ज्ञानी सिर्फ वो होगा जो सुनेगा क्रिक बाजी जी हाँ मैं हूँ राहुल मागेन और मैं होस्ट करूंगा क्रिक बाजी पॉडकास्ट विद यंग एक्सपर्ट्स एंथुजियास शिखर वाचने और सैयद साकिब बिहाकी ओनली ऑन एच टी स्मार्ट This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.